Fisher. But more often, find beauty and charm. Welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope, and I hope everyone's having a good day, having a good week, a good month. Hope everyone's hanging in there slowly, but surely it does seem like uh, life is starting to return to normal here. Uh, You know, uh, Disneyland is open. I've been watching some videos of the crowds and the lines and, you know, people crying as they're, you know, walking into you know, into Disneyland for the first time in over a year now. Um, you know, at Walt Disney World, everything's, you know, open for the most part. They just announced the uh, Festival of the Lion King show will be returning to Animal Kingdom. You know, in Florida, starting to kind of loosen their regulations on masks and social distancing. So, you know, let's hope we're in the uh, the home stretch here. But yeah, hope hope all you guys are doing all right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. If you're a new listener, um, you know last week's episode I felt like it was a pretty good one. It was all about you know what would you do if you had three wishes? The Walt Disney World edition. Uh, it was a fun one to record. Got a uh, a lot of great feedback on Instagram and social media. You know we've always I think we've all been there that uh, you know we've daydreamed about. Uh, you know, building a, a new attraction at Disney or a new hotel based on your favorite movie. So it was fun to talk about that, fun to interact with you guys. Always great questions uh, from you guys as well. So if you're interested, check check it out in the archives. Uh, we have a fun one today too. You know, these today our topic is going to be Epcot's World Showcase. Can't wait. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board! showcase you know there's a there's a lot to cover with world showcase now i was trying to think what what should i do for my uh you know the topic for my next episode and i was kind of brainstorming i have ideas written down but at the time i was you know i was on my instagram i was scrolling through checking out disney pics and uh i saw someone posted some some new food items at uh epcot in italy i believe and i was like you know what Let's talk a little World Showcase. You know, World Showcase to me, I, I just, I love it for so many different reasons. And, you know, it was something when I was a kid, I definitely did not appreciate as much as I do now. You know, when I was a kid, Epcot, you know, Epcot was different. Epcot, there's almost like stages. Like there was a stretch there where I thought Epcot was really cool. You know, um, mostly future world with uh, innovations and all the the high tech stuff they had and you know after you went on spaceship earth they had like this whole that whole area uh, when you get off spaceship earth it was filled with like new high tech 
stuff. And I remember using like a, uh, they had like a giant, pretty much a giant cell phone. We called my grandma from Epcot and they had, you know, stuff that would take your picture. And I thought it was pretty cool. But then there was another stretch when, you know, you're still a kid, but you're a little older and it's like, you know what? Epcot's a little boring. It's, it's a lot of walking, you know, there's not that many, uh, attractions. There's no thrill rides. Um, you know, and that kind of started to change when test track came into play because that was a, a cool new unique thrill ride, but you know, uh, world showcase, you know, since I was alive was always there obviously. And it, it hasn't changed that much. You know, all the countries are still there, you know, and they had the boat ride in the Mexico pavilion and they had maelstrom in the Norway pavilion. And that was it. Other than those two rides, I didn't want to go to World Showcase. I didn't want to walk around and walk through these shops of different, you know, themed uh, pavilions, you know, based on their country. I didn't want to, you know, try the food. I thought it was boring. You know, as a kid, I didn't appreciate it. It wasn't until I got older that I, I really did start to appreciate it. You know, back in the day, Epcot was kind of only good for like that joke when you, uh, you'd return from summer break and you go to school and someone would ask you, Oh, did you go anywhere over summer break? And you'd be like, yeah, I traveled the world. Oh, you did. Where'd you go? I went to Norway. I went to Canada. I went to Mexico. I went to Italy. You know, I just, I would name off all the pavilions of world showcase. And that was like my joke that I used for probably like three straight years in middle school. Uh, you know, since I'm a big Disney guy, I, you know, I haven't really done that much traveling outside of Disney. So for me now, you know, seeing the Italy pavilion and the Japan pavilion and, you know, Norway, like it kind of only, it, it kind of almost makes you feel like you did travel to those places and you do know a little bit about, uh, you know, those countries, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before in my past episodes, um, you know, the Norway pavilion always made me want to visit Norway and it's like they did such a great job with the theming and the immersion like you know that you walk through that store in Japan and it's like everything is you know stuff you see in a store there like and all the food is exactly what you would find in those countries so I just again the Disney theming and the Imagineering and theming these pavilions off their their countries such a great job you know, the music, the sounds, the smells, just all around a great job. So for this episode, I'm pretty much just going to go through World Showcase. We're going to talk about the pavilions. We're going to talk about attractions, food, um, you know, all that, all that good stuff. And then I'm going to do for my, my list, I'm going to do my top three favorite pavilions. Pretty easy. All right, let's dive into some of these countries. But first... The big question is, where do you start off when you go to World Showcase? Where, Which country do you do first? Do you start uh, from Future World and go to either Mexico or Canada? Or are you like me and your favorite way to start it off is through the International Gateway? That's my favorite. Um, you know, there were some years I stayed at Swan and Dolphin and we'd be able to just walk to Epcot you know, cut through that back entrance, never crowded. Um, even if you take the boat, it's a nice little, nice little ride, nice little walk. That back entrance is, is beautiful back there. It's a little different now because of the Skyway, obviously, but pre uh, Skyliner, 
loved walking back there. It could take our time, the music, and then boom, you're right there. You got the UK to your left. You got uh, France over the bridge to your right. You had that nice little gift shop. You had some nice bathrooms right there. You know, back in the day, there used to be a tram that would take you from the resorts to that international gateway. There's, you know, if you remember pre-Skyliner, um, before you would get, like if you're walking to Epcot from like Yacht and Beach, or even like off the boat, there was like the bathrooms. And then there was like this big kind of area of land with like a grass parkway. That's where the tram would kind of drop you off and turn around and go back. Um, they got rid of that a, a long time ago, but as a kid, I remember it. Um, and up until like the Skyliner, like I loved kind of hanging out back there. When, when I stayed at Swan and Dolphin, like I always wanted to just like bring my, uh, bring my baseball mitt and a ball and like play catch with my dad or my friend back there. And just, you play catch, you can hear the sounds of Epcot, see the, you know, see France and the, the world showcase in the background. Just, I always had, I don't know. I always had a special place in my heart for the international gateway. Let's start off with our first country. We're going to start off in Mexico, such a good pavilion. You know, they have the pyramid, obviously that houses the, uh, the grand fiesta tour, the, the boat ride attraction. There's a restaurant in there. They have La Hacienda de San Angel. Cantinas right there. The San Angel Inn. Good food. Good margaritas. Um, you know, good tacos. Good nachos. Everything you'd expect. Uh, good Mexican food. You know, the Grand Fiesta Tour. You know, I know a lot of people love it. Because it has like the Three Caballeros and Donald. I just, I've never been a fan of that attraction. You know, it's 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 a really slow moving boat ride. And, you know, even after they added the three caballeros, like, you know, there's really no animatronics. There's no special effects. It's just kind of, I don't know. I, I just always found it too boring. You know, there's a lot of people now who want to theme it to Coco, um, which would be cool. It would draw people in, obviously, the younger younger kids and stuff but you know still i i don't see them changing like the actual track and the layout of the ride at the end of the day even if it's themed after coco you know it's going to be that really slow moving boat ride uh maybe i guess if they add some animatronics and stuff it'll kind of spice it up a little bit but you know it the best part about it for me is when you (laughs) right in in the beginning you uh you go past the people eating uh at the restaurant there. So I always thought that was cool. He always waved to people and disturbed them while they're eating. But I would bet money that's themed uh, after Coco or another movie very soon. You know, plus it's cool like that it's actually like inside this like giant pyramid. You know, you go in there and you don't realize how big it is until you go inside and there's an attraction, there's a restaurant, there's like little shops, you can get tequila, like very cool. Um, again, the theming of Disney, they really outdid themselves there. Next, let's head into Norway. You know, Norway, again, we have a, another attraction. We have Frozen Ever After. Uh, this is the one. You know, it used to be the Maelstrom ride. I still miss it to this day. I still rock my uh, Maelstrom Never Forget tank top every time I go. I just really wish they didn't theme it after Frozen and uh, kept it as Maelstrom. It was, it was a great original attraction with an original story that kind of told the story of Norway, you know, and now it's just a frozen overlay. You know, they threw in some animatronics and some and some frozen music and boom, you know, people wait two hours for it. 
you know, I, I like the bakery there, the Kringla Bakery. There's the restaurant there I've never eaten at because the food there doesn't look as good to me. But I love the bakery. Um, always have, It smells so good in there. I've tried pretty much everything on the menu. Um, you know, the, the gift shop there. I always try to get like some sort of Viking souvenir. I love Vikings, either a shirt or a, you know, keychain or whatever. And, you know, part of me wants to take that uh, ancestry DNA test just to see if I have like some Norwegian blood in me, because that would be awesome. And if I don't, I'll be sad. Uh, but I'll probably just lie and pretend and continue to wear my Epcot uh, Norway t-shirts. Next, we have China. They have the reflection, Reflections of China show there. Uh, the stores, the House of Good Fortune, some good uh, food places there. Nine Dragons, Lotus Blossom, maybe the best orange chicken I've ever had. Uh, some good food there. Again, uh, you know, China and uh, Japan, very, very good stores there. I love just, I could kill so much time walking through those stores and, you know, looking at everything on the shelf. They have uh, so much cool stuff there that you don't see in America, I love just looking through and, and playing with all the cool stuff. Like I'm a little kid again. You know, the I believe it's the store in China. They have like this one section that's all like uh, it shows you like pressure points and uh, reflexology and stuff like that. I always found that stuff pretty interesting. So I'm always looking at stuff like that. They have like little massagers and stuff, little charts. For talking about uh, attractions, they have the Reflections of China movie there. Uh, yeah, I'm really surprised there's not a anything really related to Mulan here. Um, now I don't know. I don't want to you know be misspoken here and confuse that with uh, Japan, but uh, you know it was such a popular movie in the in the '90s. You know, and they're they're starting to put more attractions in the in World Showcase. I wonder if a Mulan attraction would be in the works there or not. That would be pretty cool. Next we have Germany. They have the beer garden there. They have uh, Summerfest. And my personal favorite, the Werther's uh, Caramel store there. That Oh, so much good stuff. Love getting the uh, chocolate dipped strawberries from there or the uh, the popcorn or you know, just a, a nice good old bag of Werther's. Always smells delicious in there. Um, you know, good food at the beer garden. You know, Germany... I believe was rumored to have an attraction when it was first built back in the eighties. Um, it was supposedly going to be a boat ride is going to be called like the Rhine river cruise. And you know, it was going to be a boat ride similar to Maelstrom and probably the grand fiesta tour slow moving. I'm sure. Um, but it was going to showcase like Germany's famous rivers and it was going to be located in the back next to the beer garden. And if you do look back there, there is a lot of room. You know, and, and supposedly that beer garden, um, like, building, that was going to be, like, the loading area and stuff. And, you know, it would have been been cool just to have another ride there. And, you know, who knows if there's still enough land. You never know in the future they could uh, add an attraction in there. Next, we have Italy. Um, one of my favorite restaurants is here, Via Napoli. Love the pizza. Always stuff myself into a food coma here. Um Love the music, love like the street performer, um, love like the, just the decor of like the buildings. There's the beautiful fountain, love walking around here, love getting, uh, you know, pizza and maybe some wine and, you know, walking through the gift shops. This was one as a kid, 
because I'm part Italian, like I would always try to get like an Italy shirt or a souvenir so I could like show off my uh, my Italian pride at school when I got back. Next, we have the American Adventure. Uh, you know, compared to the other pavilions, a little lackluster. Um, maybe the best part about this pavilion is the the concert stage. Uh, always good music performers going on here, you know, depending on the time of year. Like, there's been some, like, big-name bands that have played here. I think Smash Mouth played here once. Uh, Simple Plan has played here. Air Supply. Um, Rick Springfield. Like, Toby Mac. They, you know, they get some pretty, uh, big names to play here, and that's always cool. Usually during the, uh, the festivals, like the Flower Garden or the Food and Wine, there's, you know, a lot of, uh, um, bigger names uh, come out and play the stage there. So that's always pretty cool. Even when it's not, even when it's like a smaller no-name band or entertainers, like it's always good music. Love, you know, walking by and kind of watching for a little bit or, you know, sit down, have a snack while you watch, enjoy some music. Always a good time there. Uh, you know, they have the American Venture Show, which I guess, uh, you know, it's one of those you do it once every 10 years. And I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good. Next, we have Japan. Maybe my favorite store in all of the pavilions, Mikimoto. Uh, they also have Teppanito there, the great like hibachi restaurant. Just I love walking through the store. I always walk out of there with a souvenir, whether it's candy, uh, those cool drinks where you like pop the marble in the to break the seal and you drink it. Like uh, the last time I went, they had like these these like little wooden carved like owls. And, like, they're all different colors, and supposedly, like, the different colors represented, like, different things, like, good luck, good fortune, you know, stuff like that. I think I bought, like, eight of them. I was giving out to my friends, like, the, the gold, like, good fortune ones. Um, but just cool little, like, knickknacks like that I love. Love walking around seeing the samurai swords. I've actually seen someone buy one, which is, like, can you imagine, like, going to Epcot and be like, oh, yeah, I went to Epcot, I got a funnel cake and a samurai sword. What? But hey, more power to you, I guess. I guess he wasn't flying home. Next, we have Morocco. Uh, not going to lie, I, I don't spend much time here because uh, the food, I just uh, don't really love the food. I love kind of walking around like the back shops area, but the restaurant there, Spice Road Table, um, just it's just not, uh, not my style. Uh, I'm not a picky eater. It's just, uh, just not for me. Next, we have France. Spend a lot of time here because of the bakery. Uh, Impressions de France, that show there. Uh, they got the ice cream place, the bakery. Again, another bakery, which everything smells and tastes delicious. I've gotten a sandwich from here. I've gotten a pastry, a croissant from here. Everything's always so good. And you know, now the Ratatouille attraction, that's going to draw a lot of people in. Um I've watched the videos of it. I think it's at Disneyland Paris, which would make sense. Um, I like that movie, so I'm excited for, for that ride to come here. Should help, you know, kind of disperse the crowds too, hopefully. But, you know, I love, again, I love the sights, love the sounds of France, love the street performer, you know, got people doing caricatures out front. You had that fountain with a view of the Eiffel Tower. Next, we're moving on to the UK. There's the Rose and Crown there, which I believe was famous because it was in that episode of Roseanne. They go there and they get like the giant uh, beer stein. They have some cool shops here. Always makes me want to drink tea. And I believe they're going to be putting in a Mary Poppins attraction here. Or at least that's the rumor for now. That'll be 
Uh, that'll be nice again, another attraction that'll help disperse the crowds, you know, uh, another reason for people to visit World Showcase. So that'll be fun. I have no idea when that's going to open. And finally, our last one is Canada. Uh, they have the Canada, I believe it's called Canada Far and Wide Show. Uh, it used to be called like, like Oh Canada or Circle Vision. It's like that three, six, 360 degree screen. You know, I hopefully they can replace that with something, an attraction, or maybe even like a sit-down like 3D or 4D show would be better than that Circle Vision. Just never enjoyed it. It gets me a little motion sick trying to watch it all. I know Martin Short used to be the host of it. I don't uh, even know who does it anymore. It's been years since I've watched it. Um, we have the the Steakhouse there, which is one of the best. Um, you know, they had that stage that for the longest time, uh, they had the off-kilter, the performers that would play the bagpipes and stuff, and they were great. Love listening to them. After that, they had like a lumberjack show for a while, and... Um, since that went away, I don't even know what that uh, what the performers are there now. But one of my place, favorite places to visit during food and wine because they have the uh, the cheese soup, I believe, which is really good. That's all the uh, that's all the countries. Um, you know, there were supposedly some rumored pavilions throughout the years. There is uh, there's currently eight undeveloped spots, so technically they could add eight more countries. I don't think they will do that. I do think they would add a couple. Uh, if you if you look online or read some of the older books, some of the rumored pavilions throughout the years were uh, Brazil, Africa, the Philippines, Puerto Rico, Russia, Spain, and Israel. You know, I do think they're going to add one, maybe two. I mentioned Africa as one of the uh, supposed pavilions back in the day. That had to be close because they do have the, um, I think they call it the African Outpost. It's like that small little area on the far side of World Showcase. Uh, I do think if they were going to add two, uh, what would I pick? I think Brazil. I think Brazil would be a good one. Um, you know, obviously there's a large Brazilian population that visits uh, Walt Disney World uh, sometimes in the big uh, tour groups. I think that would be a big one. You know, it's one of the more popular ones during the Food and Wine Festival. Um, and I think Africa would be a good one, too. You know, I, again, during the Food and Wine Festival, I love uh, the food from there as well. So Brazil and Africa, I think, would make two great additions to the pavilion. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, some of the other rumored pavilions, um, you know, like Russia, I, you know, Epcot was built in, in the late 70s, opened in, in early 80s. You know, uh, USA and uh, Russia weren't on the greatest terms back then. So it's not shocking that that one kind of fell through, um, you know, from a political standpoint. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure Disney wants to stay away from any controversy or anything. So who knows? You know, they who knows who the who another uh, pavilion could be. Australia, I think, would be a good one. Um, 
that's kind of selfish uh, on my part because I would love to visit Australia, but I will never fly 23 hours to get there. So again, the closest I would ever get would be if they uh, came to Epcot. And again, I also base my decision off the Food and Wine Festival. Uh, they have pretty good food there as well. Speaking of Food and Wine Festival, that's a huge part of the World Showcase. Uh, that was part of the reason why I'm, you know, I my interest came back into World Showcase and Epcot in general. I was going to uh, going to Disney in October for the first time years ago, and experiencing not only like the Halloween festivities but the Food and Wine Festival. Um, I've never really considered myself a foodie, but I do love to eat. And now that I'm older, like for my next trip, like we're already planning, like okay, drink around the world. Let's try, you know, one new snack from around the world. And, you know, they just announced too. I'm going in. Uh, I'm going in July, and pretty sure they just announced that the food and wine festival is going to be starting earlier this year. It'll be starting up in July, so I will be there. Uh, trying one of each from every single country available. And I cannot wait. Love the food and wine festival. Always good food. Always love taking pictures. What we did like the first time I went was we bought like those, uh, those like little mini keychain gift cards. So that way when you go and you pay for your food, you can just kind of scan the gift card around your, around your wrist. You don't got to waste time, uh, you know, getting your card or cash out or, you know, if you don't have, if you don't want to put it on your room with the, uh, Magic Band, it was, uh, that worked out pretty great. Now, if I had to choose my top three favorite, you know, it was tough. I do like most of them. You know, pretty much every single one besides the American Adventure, you know, because, you know, they're all, you know, different and unique, and the American Adventure is just kind of, oh, you know, I see this every day. Um, I think my number three would be, oh, this is tough, Italy. I love Italy. I'm part Italian. Uh, you know, one of my favorite restaurants in Disney is Via Napoli. I love the pizza there. Stuff myself till I can't walk, and then I just waddle out and watch Illuminations, or at least that's what I used to do. But I love the food. I love the architecture. I love the sounds. Um, you know, it just makes me feel like I'm actually visiting visiting Italy. Something I've you know never been able to do. So that'll be my number three. My number two. I'm going to go with France. Um, I'm going to sound like a fatty here, but it's mostly because of the uh, the bakery and the ice cream place there. Uh, love stopping and getting something to eat there. Love the ice cream, love the sandwiches, love the chocolate croissants. Um, and now to make it even better, you know, they're adding the ratatouille attraction. So, you know, it just got even better. Can't wait to, to ride that one and experience that one. And then for my number one, this is super easy for me. Anyone that knows me knows that this is my favorite, and it's Norway. I'm still very bitter that Maelstrom is gone. I will always be bitter that Maelstrom is gone. But I still, I love the pavilion. Love the, the store there. I love the bakery. Uh, can't wait to try the Viking coffee. And, uh, you know, Maelstrom, never forget. All right, and now it is time for my favorite part of each episode, questions from you guys. Uh, each episode, I'll put up some some questions on my Instagram story. Uh, usually, they're just kind of general. Um, this week, I kind of asked for uh, World Showcase questions or Epcot questions. So, uh, as always, 
Uh, I got a lot of good ones, and I'll try to get through as many as I can here. This first one uh, is from Daniel Butters. He actually submitted two of them, so I'm going to combine them here. What would be your next attraction you would add to World Showcase, and what would be the next country you would want to add? All right, so you know, I've kind of talked about this in this episode already. If I were going to add a country, you know, I think I think I'm going to go with Australia, um, mostly because that's like the place I always wanted to visit, and I never will because it's a 23-hour plane ride. So I'm going to go with Australia. Seems like it could be, you know, it could be popular. You know, there's so many uh, uh, mysteries about <laughs> Australia, and, you know, the lifestyle and all the deadly animals that are there. And an attraction I would add. You see, Disney, it seems like they want to add attractions in the World Showcase based on, like, movies, you know? Like, we saw Ratatouille, France, you know, the movie's based in France. You know, we see, uh, you know, Mary Poppins is going to be going into the UK pavilion. Uh, we saw Frozen going to Norway. But for this, you know, I'd like to see an attraction maybe added to Italy. It's one of my favorite pavilions. I love eating there. You know, and if there was an attraction there, it would be an excuse to spend some more time in that pavilion. Now, I don't think they have a movie that's based in Italy or really a character, at least not off the top of my head. So maybe they can create like a uh, uh, an original story, maybe like a gondola ride or something, a uh, boat ride, uh, you know, something like that would be cool. This next one's from Ben underscore in it. Where do you start, Mexico or Canada? Yep, this is the uh, this is the big question. You know, usually I love coming in from you know the the backdoor entrance from Yacht and Beach Club, but if I'm coming from Future World, I always start in Mexico because uh, you can hit the the Grand Fiesta Tour attraction right there. You can get some margaritas and some tacos, and then you're on your way. This next one is from. Carter Ivy is living with the land, the most underrated ride in Epcot, maybe even all of Disney World. I've I've been saying that for a while. Yeah, I do think it is um, definitely the most underrated in Epcot. Uh, it's such a unique attraction, and you know, for all of Disney World, I think the People Mover and Living with the Land are the two that come to mind for most underrated. You know, Living with the Land, it's a nice long ride. You know, it's a relaxing boat ride. And it's like you, you get to go on like a tour pretty much of like these greenhouses, like Epcot growing their own vegetables. Like that's so cool to me. You know, it's a one of a kind experience. And yeah, I agree. I, it's definitely underrated. This next one is from Dewey Foley 92. Rank the countries. You know, I kind of went through like my favorites and my least favorite when I was going through each country. That's so hard to do. Uh, obviously, Norway would be my favorite and, uh, you know, Italy and Mexico are in the, in the conversation for two and three. Um, you know, and my least favorite is Morocco. Uh, you know, I don't, and I don't enjoy the food. So that means I'm not spending the most amount of time there because I love to eat. This one's from Zager underscore Ethan. Do you feel that the removal of Maelstrom was a good decision? I personally do not. I'm with you. I, I don't think it was a good, uh, decision. You know, it kind of started a trend of replacing original attractions with characters and movies, IP and stuff. Um, you know, the Maelstrom, it felt authentic. It felt unique. 
Um, it really fit in with the with the pavilion there. And now with Frozen, I don't know. I just it's not. I don't know. I get it. You know, everyone loves Frozen, especially little kids. But you know, Maelstrom was such a good ride, and you know, Disney's give, getting away from those original idea attractions. This next one's from Sandy Morphin. Any drinks or food that you think are overrated or not worth the hype? Ooh, that's a that's an interesting one. I've never really thought about that—a food or drink that's overrated. All right, well, here's one. This may be controversial, but I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the funnel cakes uh, in World Showcase in the uh, in the American Pavilion. You know, they have the the specialty funnel cakes. You can get like a normal one. You can get them like covered in ice cream. Um, you know, just I'm not I'm not a fan. I wouldn't go out of my way to get one. They're especially in the summer. It's, it can get really messy. So I'm gonna go with the funnel cakes. This one's from Yo Soy Hayden, 2003. Where's the best place to get away from the crowd? Um, you know, Epcot is so huge. There are little pockets of areas that are not you know too crowded, like over by. Uh, the seas with Nemo and friends, uh, sometimes in the land a pavilion itself, you can find a, a table and just sit and relax in there in the air conditioning. Um, you know, World Showcase, uh, depending on the crowds and stuff, sometimes in Mexico, um, sometimes like inside the actual pyramid, there's some spots to kind of lay low. Um, I kind of like by uh, the UK pavilion, kind of in the back there. It's like gardens and stuff. You can kind of chill back there and kind of get away from the crowds a little bit. This next one's from Caroline Kesterman. Did you always stay for the Spirit of Norway video and always jump at the loud noise at the beginning? I We stayed for that video maybe like the first time and then never again. Uh, it was one of those things where we loved the ride, but we just wanted to get into the gift shop and play around and look at all the cool stuff and then get it on our way. So I've only seen it like once or twice in my life. Um, I do remember that beginning part always scared me when I was a kid, like ever, or even you'd be sitting there and someone would see it for the first time and you'd hear them like kind of gasp out loud. This one's from bombshell Lauren drink around the world, start Canada, Mexico or other. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, where do you start? Um, you know, probably Mexico. Um, but you know, for me, I'm a, uh, international gateway guy so i probably start there and either start in france which is usually the go-to or uh the uk this one's from madeline thompson 22 best culture experience or hidden gem in the showcase you know i think um you know china and japan are the two where you can get a really uh good look at the you know their culture get the best cultural experience those stores walk around the stores you get a little bit of like their culture, what they uh, like, what kind of products they have, and you know the the cast members are wearing the the exact you know clothing and stuff they wear. I think it's kimonos, um, you know, and, and I think they're both kind of hidden gems too. Especially in Japan, in the one store you can go, I think it's pretty cool, and um, you can pick out your own pearl from an oyster. And they uh, they crack it open and they they show you the pearl. And it's kind of like they make like a little bit of a like a show or a presentation out of it. You know, you wait in line, you actually pick out which one you want. They open it up, they bang on some drums. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good uh, experience if you're interested in that. All right, and I think that does it for our question segment here. Lots of good ones. You know, World Showcase seems like the the biggest question is always where do you start, Mexico or Canada? Um, I love that debate. It's a lot of fun. 
But uh, this episode was fun. I love talking about Epcot. Love talking about World Showcase. And like I said, you know, I have such a, a different appreciation for it now as I'm older. Um, you know, I look forward to going there now, especially with uh, the Food and Wine Festival coming up. Already making a list on my phone, on my notes app of uh, snacks I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get at least one thing from every country, every booth. Um, I'll obviously be posting about that. I cannot wait for that. I want to thank you guys for stopping by and listening. Uh, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today, all one word. Also, if you can, um, rate, subscribe, review on iTunes if you're listening to this uh, on Apple and the iTunes, you can go on there and leave a review. That'd be cool. Uh, no one's left me a review yet. If you're going to leave me a one star review, just ignore everything I just said. Uh, five stars only. No, I'm just kidding. You can leave whatever kind of review, uh, you want. I'm always open to input and, you know, I get it. But until next time, thanks for listening. And remember it all started with a mouse. Thank you.